and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. Here's a piece of good news. If you are a Christ follower, you are an integral part of something bigger. It's called the body of Christ. Why is that important? We live in a hostile world. We live in a world that is sin-cursed. We live amidst a culture that is going opposite of the way God instructs in the Word of God. So, it is good to know that we're not alone. It is good to know that we're part of something bigger than ourselves, the body of Christ. In Western culture, we tend toward individualism. Uh, unfortunately, there are downsides to that. You know, um, we, we emphasize individual rights uh, to the extreme. Now, don't, don't hang up here. Don't stop. I, I am absolutely for the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, for all the freedoms that we enjoy in the United States of America. But, on the other hand, individualism to the extreme ignores the importance of the community that we're part of. And in in our case, uh, as believers, that community is the body of Christ. You know, one of the things that we do here in Western culture uh, as as believers, we, we tend to join a church. And I put join kind of in, in quotation marks. And there are different... Um, approaches in different churches. Uh, some churches, they require you to go through a formal process to join. Other churches, if you if you attend and you get involved, they consider you a part of the church. But in any case, we join a local church, and that is good and that is right. We need to be a part of a local church. But on the other hand, we can't miss the bigger picture. And the bigger picture is we are a part of the universal body of Christ, the universal church. Now, we're looking at Romans chapter 12, and uh, we have been looking at the subject, right living in a wrong way world. We come today to chapter 12, verses 4 through 6a, the first part of verse 6. Let's read those verses. It says this, For just as we have many members in one body, and all the members do not have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly. So here in these verses, we are reminded of our spiritually organic connection. We are one body. Uh, it just it's uh, verse four says, just as we have uh, many members in one body, and all members do not have the same function. So here, Paul is doing something that he has done on other occasions. He is using the analogy of the human body. Now, that's something that all of us can understand because all of us that are alive inhabit a human body. We, we understand what it means to be one 
singular body, but we also understand that this one singular body has many parts. Ten fingers, uh, unless you've had had some cut off, uh, two hands, two arms, two legs, two feet, ten toes, uh, eyes. And then we understand as we go beneath the surface, there there is a heart that is beating. There are two lungs uh, through which we breathe, and, and on and on it goes. We understand the concept of the human body because we live in one. And so uh, Paul goes goes on to say in verse 5, So we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. And so here Paul says, just as you understand the human body, you've got to understand the body of Christ. We are one body, but we are individually members of one another. Uh, in other words, there is an inseparable connection between all, and I say all, Christ followers. We are part of one another. So it doesn't matter if you're uh, poor or rich, if you're educated or not well educated, if you have high social standing or no social standing, if you are Caucasian, if you're African American, if you're Asian, uh, if you live in the United States, if you live in Iran, if you live in whatever country, uh, what your, your culture is, what your language is. Uh, whether you're a female or a male, it doesn't matter. We are all part of the body of Christ. We are inseparably connected to the body of Christ. And then uh, the first part of verse 6 says, Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly. And so we have gifts that differ, and uh, and we are uh, a unique a unique member of the body of Christ. There is no other member quite like us. And and so there are some important things that we need to understand here from these verses. And fortunately, Paul used this analogy of the body in other letters that he wrote. He did it in 1 Corinthians. He did it in Ephesians. He did it in in Colossians. Uh, He liberally used this this analogy, and so we can draw from it. So let's look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and, and we'll break in at verse 12 and following. Then we'll back up and look at a couple of other verses previous to that. And let's just make a few observations from these verses uh, that that, uh, Paul has written here about the body of Christ. The first observation that we would make as we continue to understand this is that God placed all believers in the body. It is God who constructed this body. Just like God created Adam and Eve and he created this human body, it is the sovereign almighty God the Father who is creating this body of Christ. He placed all believers in the body. Look at what 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verses 12 and 13 say. It says, For even as the body is one and yet has many members and all the members of the body, though they are many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit, capital S, the Holy Spirit, we were all baptized 
all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. And so through the Holy Spirit, at the moment of conversion, we were baptized into the body of Christ. That word means we were identified with the body of Christ. God did that. Verse 18 says this, but now God has placed the members each one of them in the body just as he desired. I love that. God, as he desired, by his will, he has placed us in the body. So, you know, no matter what function you find yourself fulfilling in the body of Christ, no matter what uh, spiritual gift you have, and we'll talk more about that later, uh, whatever and wherever you find yourself in the body of Christ, the unique role that you play, God placed you there. It was God's desire that was fulfilled in putting you uniquely where you are. And then... Uh, a second observation that, that that I would make is this: all members are uniquely important to care for each other. We are all important in our caring for each other. Let's read verses 14 to 26. Stick with me. It's a long reading, but listen carefully to the precious Word of God. It says this, For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot says, Because I am not a hand, I am not a part of the body, it, it is not for this reason any the less part of the body. And if the ear says, because I'm not an eye, I'm not a part of the body, it is not for this reason any the less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? That's kind of funny, isn't it? If the whole were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But now God has placed the members, each one of them, in the body just as he desired. If they were all one member, where would the body be? But now there are many members, but one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Or again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, it is much truer that the members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body which we deem less honorable, on these we bestow more abundant honor, and our less presentable members become much more presentable. Whereas our more presentable members have no need of it, but God has so composed the body, giving more abundant honor to that member which lacked, so that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. If one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Every member, folks, every member is uniquely important in our caring for one another. And in these verses, you know, you may not feel like you really are important to the Lord and important to the body of Christ. These verses are very clear about that. You know, we uh, put a lot of emphasis on on the outer members of our body. You know, we uh, we want our body to look a certain way, but there are those uh, members that we don't give much credit to that we're in trouble if we don't have them. You know, we're in trouble if we don't see the heart, but we certainly need it. We, we don't we don't uh, see the kidneys, but we certainly need them. The digestive system, but we certainly need it. Uh, and 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 yet, and and they're very important. And so, no member of the body can say, "I don't need you," or "You're not as important." Uh, God made it very clear here that every one of 
us in the body of Christ have been placed there according to God's desire and we have an important place in the body of Christ and we cannot miss that. And I want to just encourage you today in that in that very thing. And, you know, I, I want to just wrap up by saying Jesus Christ is the head of this body. Ephesians chapter 5 verses 23 says that as the husband is the head of the home, so Christ is the head of the church. Uh, Jesus is the head. He is the authority. He is the one that looks out for us. And and we're going to talk about that a little bit more on, on, on uh, the next podcast. But I, I just want to wrap up by saying this. In this hostile sin-cursed world where it seems like uh, everything is going against uh, God and against the Bible and against truth and against goodness. In this hostile sin-cursed world, we are not alone. We are not alone. You know, we do have the presence of Christ in our life and the presence of the Holy Spirit, but we also have one another. And that is so very important and we can't lose sight of that. If we're going to have right living in this wrong way world, we need reinforcements. We need each other. We cannot act like an island. We cannot uh, isolate ourselves. We cannot be overly individualistic. We've got to understand that God has placed us in a spiritual community uh, with, uh, with that spiritually organic, inseparable connection. And we've got to live like it and act like it and depend on one another and encourage one another and help one another. Well, with that said, would you think about that? And would you let God speak to your heart through that? Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.